Season's greetings, friends. I am Sherry Fletcher, the host of Your Spiritual Game Plan podcast. If you're one of my regular listeners, you have heard me say that God has a plan and the enemy has a plot against that plan. This not only applies to our everyday lives, but I believe during the holiday season, the enemy works overtime. This is supposed to be the season of joy when we celebrate the gift of Jesus. But as you know from experience, it can also be filled with extra pressures, angst, and even grief. As a result, the enemy increases your exhaustion and even family tension during a time when expectations are already heightened. What would it be like if you could be just as intentional this year with your holiday heart as you are with your holiday home? I would love to help you with a game plan going into the Christmas holiday so that instead of trying to do all the things for all the people and exhausting yourself, you can experience what matters most this year, peace. In the middle of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about a special gift that I have just for you for the holiday season. Starting the day after Christmas, my mother will gleefully announce, guess what? Christmas is coming. She continues to say this randomly throughout the year as well. She loves the Christmas season and wants to embrace everything that the Hallmark specials portray. (laughs) Do you have someone like my mom in your life? Or maybe you are that person. Most people are in the holiday spirit during November and December, which is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. I remember when the Christmas holiday season used to start when the Macy's parade ended with the arrival of Santa on his sleigh. But it seems to start earlier and earlier every year. This year, I saw trees and ornaments on display in August. I'm not joking. I went to the hobby store to get something for my porch, and the staff was stocking the shelves with Christmas decor. I have to admit, my first reaction was, can can I just get through the summer, please? But then, quickly, I started to let my mind wander. Hmm, when do I need to have my decorations out? Uh, When would that office party need to be held? I need to get that on the calendar. What should I do for my Christmas cards this year? Who's going to be coming for the holidays, etc., etc.? My mind started spinning. The pressure to get ready and to fill our calendars with holiday parties and programs and services, it could be overwhelming. (laughs) We've heard it say that when you try to please everyone, You please no one. Yet, during the holidays, we impose more expectations on ourselves than any other time of the year. And it's all under the guise of creating happy holidays for those we love. We want to provide a no-place-like-home atmosphere for the holidays. But at what expense? The holiday season is meant to be a time of connection and celebration. And some of you may also feel some dread during this time. Perhaps the holidays are a sad time for you. 
the loss of a loved one could prevent you from even wanting to celebrate. Maybe your family has had a meltdown or a full-on war at the Christmas table in years past. (laughs) Even thinking about this year's festivities can fill you with anxiety. Maybe your tendency is to help everyone get along at family gatherings, and when they're over, you rehash everything you should have done. Do you look at your calendar and shame yourself for not even wanting to attend, host, or participate in some of these festivities? Wouldn't it be nice, then, if you could actually have the best Christmas ever? Both you and I could actually cherish this season by having a spiritual game plan for our holiday spirit. Having a plan in place gives us confidence and peace of mind when facing a potential situation, with air quotes there. (laughs) It can give us the freedom to say, no, that's not going to work for our family this year without adding a long reason to justify your answer. Preparing for the demands of the season helps us let go of the belief that we need to make everyone else's dreams come true at our own expense. In the past, what price have you paid when you've pushed yourself too hard because you didn't have a plan for your holiday heart, mind, and body? Before we begin spiritual game planning, I'd like to stop here and take a moment to let you know about the holiday spiritual game plan gift that I have made especially for you. I want you to imagine going from the dread of having to do all things this holiday to the anticipation of rich connection with the people who matter. Imagine not just making it through the holidays, but enjoying the moments and cherishing the true gift of Christmas. Imagine finding freedom from the fast-paced rush of this world going into the holidays because you have a plan for your spirit. Instead of the expectations and reactions of the past, you can have the best Christmas ever. Imagine heading into the new year without needing to triage any coulda, woulda, shouldas and feeling grateful and satisfied whenever you look at your 2022 holiday photos. It's not only my wish for you, but it's my gift to you. It's an actual gift that I made, and it's waiting for you at yourspiritualgameplan.com. Have you ever wanted to be a fly on the wall and listen in on an actual spiritual game plan strategizing session? You can listen to me strategize with two women step-by-step through creating their spiritual game plans for the upcoming holidays. You might relate to the tense moments that often arise with family, especially this time of year, or the sudden plans that are expected of you, but were never communicated to you. You'll also hear why both women feel so much better heading into the holiday season now that they have a spiritual game plan. And that's my wish for you too. Simply go to your spiritual game plan to receive this encouraging gift. Now, 
Let's get back to the show. One of the most important parts of a spiritual game plan for a peaceful holiday is a little word that many of us have a hard time saying throughout the year. And for some of us, it feels even harder during the holidays. We might feel as if we're hurting people when we say this word. Can you guess the word? I bet you're right. No. The word is no. The enemy wants us to be a frenzied mess this time of year. And he does a lot of work to keep you from using that word. What has the enemy used to block you from saying no? Pay attention to those blocks. Write them down so that you can see his strategy. When I've had conversations with women about their holidays, they've revealed a few reasons why they find saying no difficult. One is the fear of letting someone down or being let down. In the spiritual game plan world, I liken that to being, well, a ball hog. If you don't know what a ball hog is, it's that one player that thinks they are the only one who can score the point and they don't allow other players the opportunity. So we could say it this way. Well, if I don't do it, nobody will do it. Or we could find ourselves thinking, but this is a tradition. We've always done it this way. The fear of letting someone down or being let down. Another reason that people found it hard to say no was the fear of what others would say. That is such a strategy of the enemy. He is the master of shame. That reminds me of when my daughter was playing basketball and she had the ball. A girl from the opposing team would be sent in to block her and that girl would say horrible things to her. My daughter would come home so upset about what that girl said, even over how she played that evening. The enemy is just like that opposing team trying to get into your head, just like they got into the head of my daughter. And the enemy will do anything to stop you from a win. Also known as to keep you from peace this holiday. These are legitimate fears. But let's have a strategy and look at what saying yes could mean. Saying yes to extra programs and events can exhaust your spirit and actually cause you to resent the people involved. I'd like you to take a moment to think of one example of a time during the holiday when you said yes to something that you should have said no to and really look at why did you say yes? I've had the same fear of saying no too, and I've even been that ball hog myself. One specific scenario comes to mind very clearly. When I lived in Washington, I enjoyed participating in an interactive live nativity that my church held, and actually it still holds this year. If you're listening and you live in Western Washington, this event is called Journey to Bethlehem. There's going to be a link in that in the show notes. It's actually next weekend, and it's a must for the family. It's an event that my daughter said she enjoyed even more than Christmas Day. This particular year, 
I signed up to be in charge of the animals. Now, I want to give you a clear idea of what this means when you're taking care of the animals. Because the animals that we borrow for this interactive nativity, we keep them on site for four days. That means that we have live camels, donkeys, sheep, horses, chickens, all the way down to doves that we need to care for for four days. During the event, it was brought to my attention that the ticketing process needed help. And I, of my own free will, jumped in to fix it. Well, because they needed me and nobody else could do it. Never mind that I would have to help put all the animals away, feed and water them each night, and get up and do the morning as well for the remainder of the event. While cleaning up after the event was over, having managed the livestock and hundreds of people in ticketing, it took its toll. And one of the sheep got out of the trailer and I lost it. I was frantically crying to my pastor. We're talking ugly crying about the lack of help in keeping these sheep safe. It was not one of my finer moments. And I'm pretty sure that my pastor's holiday spirit was anything but peaceful after his experience with me. Here's what saying no could have done to change that situation and perhaps one that you're currently experiencing. Saying no gives us margin. For me, saying no to the ticketing needs would have reserved my energy and allowed me to focus on doing my best with the animals. The sheep might not have escaped, but I could have had the margin within my emotional limits, even if it had. That margin would have probably kept me from crying and voicing my frustration at my good friend and pastor. Suppose you were to say no to an extra project this holiday. Doing so could give you more margin as well. It could clear a space on your holiday calendar to sit and enjoy a good book. Maybe a Christmas movie with a loved one. Or maybe you could actually serve a family in need. What if before you answer that request, you stop and you look at the bigger picture? Saying an immediate yes is usually a reactive choice. Saying an intentional no is a responsive choice. Saying no to requests that could take away your margin is actually a thoughtful consideration of both short-term and long-term outcomes. It's like taking a time out and regrouping during a game. Stopping and thinking and regrouping about my limitations when I was asked if I could help with the ticketing situation would have been a better outcome for sure. Saying an immediate yes could be an answer based on the fears that we mentioned above. I said yes on my belief that if I didn't help, it would be a mess. I needed to save the day. I was a ball hog for sure. And in the end, I was the one who ended up being the big mess. What are some situations that might arise during your Christmas holiday? 
Would you like to look back on them without regret? Well, then that takes a game plan for your heart, for your holiday spirit. What would be different if we strategized our responses? Preparing for how you will respond allows your holiday spirit to have compassion and emotional bandwidth for interruptions. For me, some of the past holidays have been about meeting everyone else's needs and wants. And this year, I want to be intentional about my needs too. I know that might sound selfish, especially during the season when we're supposed to be thinking of others first, but but hear me out. If I am not prepared to give my holiday heart some margin, I will try to meet everyone's needs, but with a resentful spirit, not a holiday spirit. And that is not pleasing to anyone. So what would a holiday spiritual strategy look like for me? I'm going to look at the example Jesus gave us. The Bible tells us that Jesus chose to retreat, find solitude, and restore his own spirit. He knew the importance of giving himself margins so that he could, one, prepare for a task. Luke 4 verses 1 and 2 tells us that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days by the devil. But then down in verse 14 and 15, it says Jesus then returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He was able then to teach regularly in their synagogue and be praised. So he would retreat to prepare for a task. He would also do it to recharge. We read in Mark 6, verses 30 and 32, that the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. And then Jesus said, hey, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that the apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone, where they could recharge. Jesus also did this to pray. And in Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, We find a report of Jesus' power that it was spreading even faster and that vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed by their diseases. But Jesus needed to have a plan. So it says that he often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Jesus knew that to be spiritually ready, to give his best, and to even enjoy time with others, he needed to have a plan for his own spirit. This is not a selfish act. It is actually a selfless gift. Wouldn't it be great this year to give that gift of a peaceful holiday? Yes. Guess what? Christmas is coming. Have you made a spiritual game plan for your holiday spirit? 
I would love it if you would join me at yourspiritualgameplan.com. I've got a gift for you there. I will be taking the last two weeks of December off. There will not be a podcast on the 20th or the 27th. I am going to be taking care of my holiday spirit. I want to wish you a very merry and blessed Christmas. And I'm looking forward to being back with you on January 3rd.